Hi, I'm Dan Gardner, and I talk about traumatic brain injury recovery. And today I'm pleased to be talking with Lisa, spouse of a TBI survivor. Traumatic brain injury recovery. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Dr. Gardner. Lisa, tell me about when your husband's injury happened and how. My husband was injured in 2008, and it was a slip and fall. Before the slip and fall, what was his life like, and what was your family life like? Our life before the slip and fall was very active. My husband is a physician and was gone many, many hours during the day. We had a lot of outside activities. We loved to play tennis together. We were on a tennis team. My daughter was active in sports. She was in high school. My son was just starting college. We were very family-oriented. We loved to be together all the time. We had a really happy, happy life. So things are going quite well. Very, very well. Very yeah. well. Everything I ever wanted when I thought of marriage and a family. I see. So you said your husband slipped and fell. And how badly injured was he? He had a mild traumatic brain injury. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was horrible. When you hear the word mild, you think, or I did at least, that it was very small in manner and that he would recover very, very quickly and we would be back to our normal life, I figured, in 30 days. So he would bounce back quickly and resume your normal life? Absolutely. I see. Tell me what happened and how it affected you and how it affected the family. When he called to tell me that he had fell, the main thing is he did not know how to get home, which was a huge sign for me. We went to many doctors and he was finally diagnosed with a TBI. It was a scary, scary time in our life. It affected my husband. That was the last day he ever went back to work. It affected our family dynamic. We were all very, very frightened. We did not know what to do. I did not know what path to take. I didn't know how to help him. It was just a very, very panicky time, and I was a mess. I did not know what to do. So there's all this uncertainty. How did you find out how to get information and guidance? It took longer than I expected. I, of course, got on the internet, researched doctors, finally found a doctor that put us in the right path. But for us to get very good care, it probably took about three or four months. That was a while. So during that time, it sounds like the whole family was very worried and confused and there was a lot of distress. A lot of distress. We didn't know from day to day how my husband was. Every day was very different. We had days of anger. We had days of crying. We had a day where we realized that he couldn't read. We had a day we realized that he wasn't walking correctly. And as a family, my children were so upset. Our structure of our family changed in an instant. What were some of the symptoms and the functional impairments that you saw in your husband? Extreme 
tiredness to the point where he could barely get up in the morning and would need to go back to bed, but yet he did not sleep. Anxiety, nervousness, a feeling of panic constantly. He was very uneasy. He was afraid if he was ever going to go back to work. His motor skills were not good. His overall physical being was not good. He was very pale, very pasty, and constantly needed to be in quiet and in a room that was completely dark. So too much stimulation, noise, caused him to withdraw into a dark, isolated place. And very quickly, by the next day, he was already in another room that was completely dark, no television on, no music. We didn't even really go into see if he was okay. At times, I would open the door a little bit, and he would just barely open his eyes. But yeah, it just changed immediately. You said it was very scary for you and the family. So one of the fears is how badly was he injured? When would he recover? The extent of recovery? Would he go back to work? What other fears or concerns did you have? Financially, mm-hmm. what was going to happen if he was never going to work again? What were we going to do? I had been a stay at home mom. That was our plan before we even had children mm-hmm. that he would provide. And I was very involved in my children's life. And I didn't have education to go and find a job that would be able to um, sustain our household. And so that was an extreme worry. And where were we going to be in a month? Were we going to lose our home? It just snowballs. There's just so many things you go through besides worrying about them, your children, yourself, your marriage, and not knowing where to go or who to reach out to. Yeah. So from one, quote, mild or minor slip and fall, he became incapacitated. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. How did this affect your interactions? In a major way, for sure. Especially for the first maybe four years, five years, I completely took over the role of the provider for everybody, the caretaker, the confidant. We did not have a marriage as we were, that marriage was completely gone. I had to completely learn how to live with my husband all over again. He was a completely different person, but I knew that I was going to fight for us to have a marriage again. I just didn't know how I was going to, but every day has been a struggle, but we've made it through. But you're working on the challenge, yes. You said he was a different person. Can you name some ways in which he was different? My husband was always very easygoing, funny, laid back, always took control of our life. I really didn't have to ever worry about anything because I used to always say, my husband will take care of it. Mm -hmm. Even with our children, my husband will take care of it. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't anymore. He was extremely angry at Nothing. He cried all the time, and I had never, ever seen a tear come out of my husband's eyes. Well, maybe when we got married, but Mm -hmm. he was the strong. Yes, he Mm -hmm. was the strong one. He was very erratic. 
the arguments that we had were horrible. I remember them. My children still remember them, but it just was not him at all. Mm -hmm. So really everything changed. From a very capable and dependable person, he changed in what you've just described. Yes. How did this affect your children? It affected them a lot. But I will tell you that, thank goodness we had our kids. Because when the times were bad, they were the ones that would almost pick us back up and say, we can do this, we can do this as a family, was in high school. And it affected her very much. When your father becomes ill, it's one thing to have a parent that has an illness that you can see like cancer or a broken bone. His father did not look different to people. And mm -hmm. that was very hard for her to explain to people what was happening in her life. She would say, my father's different or my father's not well and try and explain it. But it's a hard thing to explain. And really, well, we fully didn't understand it at the time. Started suffering with really bad anxieties, very bad depression. It was hard for him to get to school for a while. As a matter of fact, if I look back, I think he might have stopped college for a while. His whole world of what he had known for so many years was gone. And I'm trying to take care of my husband and trying to find the best care for him. And I think my children were kind of put to the side a little bit. So you're saying, Lisa, the rug was pulled out from everybody. Everybody. His family, my family, extended family, it, it affected all of us. So who did you turn to? Who could you turn to for support, for guidance, for help? Our family. Our family. I talked to my mother. I can't even tell you how many times a day I would talk to my mother because I just didn't know what to do. And I had a lot of people praying for us, a lot of churches that were praying for us. And that's really who I reached out to was our family. Good. And as far as education about brain injury, you mentioned that you went online. And how else did you get the education? When my husband started rehab, that's when I finally received more information. There was not a lot out there at all. I really tried finding support groups because I felt that if I could find support groups uh, and spouses that were in my situation, they could help me a little bit and I could not find any resources for myself. So it was really hard. It was very difficult. It was a trial and error for sure. And that's when the doctors also came in to help because I had plenty of questions. I was that wife that was always emailing, calling. I had so many questions when I would come into the doctor's offices because I was confused, stressed, worried. And I remember I would just write notes constantly to find out what I can do for my husband to make things better, if possible. So initially, Lisa, it sounds like you felt you were going this all alone. I was very alone. Very alone. I was Good. very alone. So you didn't have good information initially, and you looked for a support group, but you couldn't find one for guidance and support. This was exactly. a difficult challenge for you. Yeah. Very much. Very much. And at the time, I didn't know anybody that had ever suffered a brain injury. I put it out there on my Facebook, and nobody knew of anybody at that time 
that had a brain injury that could help me. I even tried going that route. So you were resourceful, but it still wasn't very easy. And looking back over your husband's recovery, what was helpful for you? When my husband was in a rehab hospital, they used to have monthly meetings on Saturday, and I made sure I went to all those meetings. The social worker at the hospital gave me some pamphlets that helped, and I found a couple books about spouses' experiences of what they went through, and those books really helped me out, too. I'm glad to hear that. And were there any particular health care providers, without naming names, that were useful? Any specialties that were useful? I had quite a few doctors that were very useful to me. My husband had a psychologist that mm -hmm. helped our family get on the right path, mm -hmm. and also my husband's neurologist. How were you able to cope emotionally with this huge challenge that you and your family were facing? What strategies were you able to use? At the time, I used the strategy that I could do this. I could do this. I am going to try my best to get my husband well, to get my family back together, to have a good marriage. And every day I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. I had many breakdowns in my closet. I cried a lot, but I always did it by myself. I never wanted to upset my husband and let him know that I was scared or worried because then that would just put it into a full-blown panic attack for him because he, at times, didn't think anything was wrong with him. So I tried making our life as normal as possible the best I could. At times, it did not work. At times, it was a success. I still wanted us to visit our families, which was very, very hard. Um, a lot of times, we planned on going and doing something fun as a family, and it just did not happen. We, it was not a good day for my husband. And that's kind of what I did. I just thought, I can conquer this. And that's what got me through. Good for you. So you stepped up and said, we're going to get through this. Absolutely. But in the meantime, I forgot about myself. Aha. Uh -huh. So tell me about that. And that is a big thing that if I could get out to any caregivers, you have to take time for yourself. You cannot run on your energy 24-7. You need to eat well, sleep well, exercise. And in my case, the best thing I have done is I had to go to therapy for myself. So Lisa, what you're saying is we all need to recharge our batteries. Absolutely. And I didn't for about five years. And I definitely had, I paid the price. Definitely. I see. So looking back, what assessments and treatments do you think were most helpful for not only your spouse, but for the whole family? For my husband, he was in a rehab facility for 16 months. It was a day program. Mm -hmm. which he learned how to write, to read, to walk correctly, to learn how to be back in the public eye. 
um, that helped a lot for my family fighting to be one unit and keeping everybody close. We were very open with our children. Our children were very involved in my husband's rehab. When my husband would go on walks, my children would always go with him. If I had to be gone for a certain amount of time because my husband never wanted me to leave his side, one of my children would always step up and stay home with him so that I could go and have a little free time. So I just think the family unit was extremely important. Sounds like crucial support that you had from your family. Crucial support. And to this day, I still thank my children. And to this day, they're still, even though they've both moved out and their lives have changed, they are still critical in our lives, in our daily life, for sure. Good for you. In the course of your spouse's recovery, what things would you have done differently? One thing that sticks out is because of how I thought I was going to take on this role and be the power woman, I completely took over everything in my husband's life. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was easier for me to pay bills, make phone calls, yard work, things in the house, dealing with doctor appointments. I took on every task because I felt that if I asked him to do something, first of all, he struggled with it. Then it would make him very upset that he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And he used to be able to do all these things. So I took on that role. And if I look back now, I probably shouldn't have done that because it would have been good for him to struggle a little bit. And I think I took the feeling of him being important out of a lot of things because I would just say, oh, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And I think that wasn't the best thing that I did. All right. So you're saying to involve him in a greater degree to the extent that he was able to, that would have been more useful. Absolutely. I think it would have made him feel more important and more and also that I needed him because I think he was feeling and I think sometimes he still does that I can do everything on my own and that he's not really needed and he is when you took over at least part of him was feeling like well what value do I have in this relationship absolutely because in the meantime of his rehab he was never able to go back to work So that was taken from him. And Mm -hmm. then I took control of everything in our lives. That was really difficult. And that is one thing that if I could step back and change anything, I would definitely have changed that. Now, Lisa, it's often the case that caregivers are reluctant to ask for care for themselves. Did that apply to you? Absolutely. I should have asked more for help, but I didn't. I didn't want to bother anybody. I didn't know what help I needed. It was so new to me. I had never been around anybody that had an illness, had an injury like I was facing. And I did need to reach out more. And even if people would ask me, I would say, oh, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And it Mm -hmm. it wasn't. But Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how to ask for help. It's been a long journey, so what's allowed you now to feel differently about that and ask more for help? 
Well, for myself, I found a wonderful doctor and she has helped me out a lot. And she just said, Lisa, if you don't start taking care of yourself and find out what you love to do in life, you are going to be stuck and nothing good is going to come out of this. You have to find happiness too. You have your husband set now. Now you have to find what you enjoy and love to do. And through this process of the injury since 08, I lost all that. I did not know what made me happy anymore. All I knew is I was a caretaker and I had to make sure my husband was okay. And if I wasn't, I was fine with that. And that's not good. That's not a good way to live. Mm -hmm. Was there a part of you that felt that asking for help was a sign of weakness? Probably. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because I was his wife and I loved him and I was going to get him better and asking would have shown maybe I was weak and I didn't know what I was doing. And I think that was my mentality. What's your advice to other family members, to survivors, and what about healthcare treaters? I'll start with healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. It's very hard when a patient comes on in with a TBI. My husband, for example, could not make clear what was happening to him, what he was feeling. And his feelings were very true. And they were very raw emotions. And sometimes care professionals would push it aside a little bit. But I think with somebody that has suffered a TBI, they need to give them a little bit of extra time and ask more questions because it's a physical problem and it's an emotional problem. And sometimes how I look at it, they're just as bad. They both need to be treated. It's important to take into account that a brain injury survivor has a hard time communicating what he or she is experiencing. And it's useful for the treater to take the time to understand how their life has changed. Exactly. So what advice do you have for family members? My advice would be don't give up. There's going to be many, many trials and many tribulations in your process, but you have to be strong. You have to reach out to people. Find support for yourself. If you have children, find support for your children. And you just have to take definitely one day at a time because it does get better. There are times where you do not think it's going to get better, but I promise you it does. And your marriage is worth it. You have to fight for your marriage because our vows are very important. And it is easy to walk away from somebody that has a brain injury because there's so many emotional issues that come along with it. And it does hurt your marriage at times. But really, if you have a great therapist that works with you and your husband, it can work. And it could be 
better than before. Mm -hmm. So you're saying don't give up hope. Do not give up hope. Now you said, I believe that the injury was about 10 years ago. Is that correct? Yes. And has your husband returned to work? No, my husband has not returned to work. They did take his license and that was uh, probably one of our hardest days for sure. Absolutely. I can understand what a major loss that was to all of you. Yes, very much. Yeah. But tell me about where he is in the recovery. Has he gotten any better? My husband amazes me. He amazes my children. He amazes our extended family. He fights every day to get better. He reads constantly. He has written a book. He has learned to do mosaic art. It's been 10 years. He still has very bad days. Mm -hmm. But even on his very bad days, he will open up a book. And it might be for a very short time because he's not feeling good or, you know, he has a bad headache. He's extremely fatigued. He's very, very irritable. He always tries to do a little bit of something to keep his brain going. It sounds like, along with you, he's a very determined person to make the best of his resources. Yes. I think that's why I am so determined now because I can't be lazy around him. Because I look at him and I have seen what he has done since his injury and there's no time to be lazy. That's very admirable of both of you. Lisa, do you have anything else to add? My biggest thing I want to add is there is hope. In your times when you don't think you can get through another day, you can just cling on to your family, cling on to your husband or your wife that has had the brain injury because it will get better, but you just have to hold on. I appreciate the time and effort you've taken to speak with me today, and I wish you and your family the best. Thank you so much, Dr. Gardner. Please let me know in the comments what questions you have and what other topics you'd like me to discuss.